Hi everyone, this is Elizabeth Linish. I'm the seminary intern at St. John's Episcopal Church in Minneapolis, and you're listening to a storytelling podcast from the St. John's community. Each Sunday during Lent, we'll be talking to a different member of our community and asking them to tell stories that connect to the gospel reading for the day. We're hoping you find meaning and connection in these stories, and we're so glad you're listening. Welcome to Heidi Jose. We're so glad you're here um, to tell our our next story. The theme that we're working with this week is what it means to to you to follow the way of Jesus. So we'll we'll um we'll get there in a minute. But first, um, Heidi, just tell us where you are right now and um, how long you've been at St. John's. And we'd also love you to share just something that's bringing you happiness right now. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm sitting in my living room, looking out the window at sunshine on the snow. Um, Probably six blocks from church, which is how we ended up at St. John's. First Sunday morning, we said, "Eh, let's go to the closest one. And there we were. And we've been at St. John's for about 25 years, I think. That's how long we've been in town. Right now, one of the things that's bringing me a lot of joy is that Ivy's finished working uh, puzzles, jigsaw puzzles, because I let her have the big table in December and January. And once she's done with that, I can put out my Pisanki materials and start making Pisanki again, which gives me a lot of pleasure. Okay, and uh, you're going to have to tell me what Pisanki is. Um, you've seen Ukrainian Easter eggs all decorated. And mm-hmm. That's what I do. Oh, I love it's a, it. It's a really contemplative sort of hobby. You just kind of zone into the egg. Get all my uh, kistki out and the wax and it's all good. I love it. Pasenki. Okay. I will, uh, we'll have to figure out a way to include a photo here in this, uh, in this podcast. I'm sure I've got them. <laughs> good. Well, so... Like I said, um, the the prompt for the day is about um, the countercultural way of love. We'd love to hear a story about what it means to you, Heidi, to follow the way of Jesus. And if there have been times in your life when the human things, those values of the dominant culture that maybe you said no to, that you lost uh, in order to follow Jesus, and what have you gained in that work? So um, yeah, we'd love to have you tell us a story. Okay, once upon a time, I was um, raised in the Methodist Church. And, you know, I was part of a family that went to church every Sunday and the Sunday school, the whole nine yards. And that lasted until college, when I felt that what I really wanted to do on Sunday morning was sleep in. And I did not want to sit through any boring sermons. So I basically left church and was away for for eight, about 10 years. Um, and in that time, I was started in the medical school. The first two years of medical school are largely lectures. And medical school lectures are often kind of boring. So one does not necessarily feel like paying a lot of attention. And in my medical school, you didn't have to because we had a note system where one or two people were taking notes for the lectures, it'd get typed up and you could buy a complete set of notes for all the lectures. So you didn't have to listen. So if I looked around the lecture hall, 
at my medical school. There'd be some people napping. There was a constant moving game of hearts with different players at different times. One person would be taking notes. And what I was doing was drawing sketches and plans for the house I was going to have when I was a rich doctor. You know, how many rooms with fireplaces and, you know, wall to wall carpeting and wood finish in some rooms. So I was going to be able to afford that when I was a rich doctor. <laughs> um, and that was part of my expectation for going into medicine. Mm. Not the reason, but an expectation. Mm. Meanwhile, at the same time in my life, in my spare time, I read murder mysteries. And one day I went to a bookstore looking for a new Agatha Christie, one that I hadn't read yet. And I couldn't find any that I hadn't read yet. But as my eye was traveling over the shelves, I saw the book by C.S. Lewis, Out of the Silent Planet. And I remember my youngest sister telling me that she had read that book sometime in college. And I thought, ah, well, I'll try it. It's part of C.S. Lewis's science fiction trilogy. It's the first book in the series. Okay. And when I read it, it just really snuck up behind me and whacked me over the head because I could hear the, the theme of the Christian gospel behind his fantasy. Hmm. And it really grabbed a hold of me. Hmm. So when I finished the trilogy, I set to read the next book of his, which was Mere Christianity. And his um, theme in that is that lots of people who leave church never really got to know church in the first place. Hmm. So I went out and got a copy of the Bible in a readable translation and I read all the way through it from Genesis to the Revelation, including all of Leviticus. And when I'd finished that, I thought, well, maybe I need to go back to church. So there was a little Methodist church not far from the uh, housing there. And I went back to church and I started praying again, which I can't remember. I guess I, I can't remember if I'd done much of that in the past. And then I went with a friend on a trip to Drew University. She was going to see her sister and brother-in-law because brother-in-law was going to seminary at Drew. And as I wandered around the campus, this very strange idea came into my head. Maybe I want to go to seminary, which, you know, if you're in, if you've been to medical school, you've done your residency, you're in practice, the question might arise, why are you having a crazy thought? about going back to school, going to seminary. So this was not I, your planned path here, I take it. Uh, not was, even uh... a little bit. And <laughs> so what you do when you're having crazy thoughts is you go see a therapist. <laughs> that's the way the world works. It never occurred to me to pray about it. Um, and after a year and a half seeing the therapist, I came to the conclusion that I could go to seminary if I wanted to, and I didn't have to go if I didn't want to, which left me where I had been in the first place. Just a year later. <laughs> uh, yeah, about a year and a half at, at my expense. So I started looking at seminaries, and I did not want to go to a denominational seminary because I did not want to have to take a course in preaching. Uh, I had hated speech class in high school and in college, and I didn't want to take a preaching course. So I ended up at Yale Divinity School, which is a more academic div school. 
except that while I was there, I got the thought that I might want to take a preaching class, which I did, and turned out to be half decent. Now, I also did not go to seminary with any intention of being ordained. I only went there because I wanted to know everything about this, this, um, I don't know, this religion, this belief system that I had met again as an adult. Hmm. But another year and a half out of seminary and I was being ordained in the Methodist church, which um, kind of took me by surprise. And I thought it might be fun to serve a church, but they didn't give me a church to serve. Instead, they took advantage of the fact that I was a psychiatrist and made me a psychiatrist for the church, running a counseling program for pastors and their families in that geographic area. Mm. So I was being a psychiatrist, but for a lot less money than I would make as a psychiatrist. And it was at that point that my father made a comment to me one day, he said, you know, for somebody who's trained in a field where you can make a lot of money, you have really interesting ways of not doing that, which sort of caused me to reflect, gee, you start out in medical school drawing sketches for an elaborate, expensive dream house, and you end up ordained and working for not all that much money but it's what you were called to do, mm. which was, um, I, I once told my spiritual director that I don't tend to hear calls at the time. I tend to hear them after the fact. Or as I said to the examining committee, because they always ask you when you're going for ordination. They, so tell us about your call. And my answer always was, it was long distance and collect. I love that. Long distance and collect. <laughs> uh-huh. So Heidi, you know, you, you talk here about you, your, your father says you have really interesting ways of, of avoiding making money. You talk about, uh, you know, things that you really gave up, things that you, th- a path you thought you were on that you turned mm-hmm. out not to be on, that you, you know, that you, you moved from. There were things clearly that you lost are there also things that you feel like you have gained from following this call? Um, that's absolutely correct because I've never spent my whole time serving a church in all my ordained years. I've always been doing both being a psychiatrist and being a priest. Um, and I keep thinking, well, someday I'm going to do just one or the other, but I've never ended up doing just one or the other. I've always ended up doing both. And I've loved, I've loved what I've done in the church. I love to teach. I love to preach. I love the Eucharist. A lot of things that I I get to do in my, in my ministry, in my relationship to Jesus and to the people of the church that I would have had no idea about if I were busy living in my dream house. Mm. I've had no idea about it. It's been well worth it. I so appreciate that story of uh, God whacking you, grabbing a hold of you, putting strange ideas in your head and, and the, <laughs> the path that you've been on. 
glad you've answered this uh, long distance and collect call and that it has brought you to St. John's. It's a, a good thing for all of us. Um, well, so as we um, move on here, I'm interested if uh, you'd be willing to share uh, any kind of a spiritual practice or a piece of writing or a poem or music that's been speaking to you in your life right now that you'd be willing to share with uh, the people of St. John's. One of the things that I met while I was at seminary um, in the process of taking a course by Henry Nowen on compassion, he brought in Parker Palmer to teach us how to center, how to do centering prayer, which as this little low church Methodist I'd never heard of in my whole life uh, and seemed strange to me at the time, but it really has become my major, uh, my major discipline of prayer. It's where I best connect. Well, Heidi, thank you again for, for sharing that and for sharing your story. It's, um, it's, it's been wonderful to hear more about um, the path you've been on and following the, the divine things and not always the human things. So we're so grateful for, for your time and your story. Well, I'm grateful that it happened to me and that I wasn't dumb enough to miss it. Thanks also to all of you for joining us as listeners. We're so grateful you are here, and we hope you see God's movement in your lives this week. Be well. <laughs>